This episode of Earl Grey is brought to you by Audible.com, offering more than 150,000 titles for iPhone, iPad, and iPod, Android, Kindle, Windows Phone, plus Mac or PC. To get a free audiobook of your choice, visit audibletrial.com slash trekfm. This is Houston Huddleston from New Starship, and I'm restoring the Enterprise D bridge, and you're listening to Trek FM. T. Earl Grey, hot. It's time for another serving of Earl Grey, our dedicated TNG show. I'm Darren Moser, sitting in the center chair this week. I'm recording my weekly report to Starfleet Headquarters. These are just so fun. Dear Starfleet Headquarters, I'm joined on the bridge by my co-host, Commander Daniel McDuff Prue, my executive officer. Daniel, what was that story you once told me about uh, you leading the Enterprise to war? Oh, uh, yeah. Um, well, uh, just so you know, I'm, I'm the first officer, so let's just get that out of the way so everybody knows my position. And um, yeah, no, there was this big battle. We should totally attack these guys. And uh, since I'm Commander McDuff, you have to listen to me. Okay, sounds good. Uh, you know, and I'm also joined by Ensign Philip Gilfis at the con. Philip, I'm looking forward to that report on the Edo and their flower laws. Uh, yeah, you know that kid that um is yours. I mean that uh you 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 like that or that not you like that your friend had when you totally didn't kill her husband. You know, like it's complicated. I'm just saying there's rules and there's rules. Um, but, uh, you did receive my report. I mean, it was in tweet form. Just, uh, if you just, uh, search hashtag justice, I think you should find everything. Oh, yes, yes. The hashtag system. It's so late 20th century. I love it. <laughs> well, today, like we mentioned in an earlier episode of Rogue Ray, we're going to go back on a topic that we kind of started back in episode 73, Pad News, they're back, uh, where <laughs> Daniel... <laughs> Yes, the, imagine the, the wavy lines are now coming through your waveform. So Philip, Daniel, and I started talking, you know, just hypothetically. Uh, so this entire show is going to be hypothetical. And we'll, I'm sure we'll press the reset button at the end. So we'll Wait, be am I supposed to, to the access my hypothetical? <laughs> yes, access your hypothetical under subdirectory fun. <laughs> uh, but we were all talking about, you know, boy, a lot of these plots... In Star Trek The Next Generation, if you think of these as logs that Captain Picard is writing back to Starfleet headquarters, there's some poor guy, some poor cousin of the Battle Bridge action report maker who's just typing out these, you know, because you got to transcribe them from an audio log onto the pad for the admirals to read, you know, because they they're really picky. They only read pads, you know, with the one button. But, you know, he's got to transcribe this, and I'm sure he's reading these going... I can't write this. This 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 doesn't even make sense. <laughs> like, is this a Monty Python sketch? What is going on? <laughs> the hood never has these problems. Nice <laughs> proper emissions from the hood. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they don't use hashtags. What's this? You know, crazy business. <laughs> they are Instagram. So- Instagram. So we're going to step through. Now, yes, I know I made a promise before that Darren would never do a list show that included all seven seasons because they turned into three-hour episodes. But 
this is like, you know, it's like the Princess Bride. Let me sum up. This will be the shorter version. Uh, but we're going to go through the seasons, and uh, it, it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm, now I'm picturing, because of the 24th century pads, that the reports and logs that this poor Shlomo at headquarters gets, like the first one ends to be continued. He's like, what? <laughs> you can't, <laughs> you can't, you can't, you can't say it. <laughs> and then it's like, da 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 how can you be in San Francisco in the 19th century writing me this log? It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> no, no. In that one, he says, uh, to, not to jump ahead, but he, he says, look underneath your table. Dig under that panel. <laughs> and it's like a cave. And he left the mission report back because in, in San Francisco, in that's where Starfleet headquarters is. Check, he knew where that, uh... Check behind Data's left ear, and you will find my mission <laughs> log for that. You know, it, it reminds me. Of, yeah, this I'm going to go with this this tangent. It reminds me of Bill and Ted's. Uh, I think it was Bogus Journey, where he's fighting, where they're fighting the villain, and like, well, I'll go back in time, and I'll get oh, yeah. this gun, <laughs> and like, well, I'll go back in time and put a flag in that gun, and he fires, and oh yeah, well, I'll win, so I'll go back, and they just like do that for ten minutes, right. like who really went back well, in time? I'll, well, I'll go back in time and remember to put the keys over here. <laughs> Here they are. <laughs> yeah. Except for, you know, it's not a year in time. It's like hundreds of years <laughs> in time. Hope nobody moves this. <laughs> yeah, because I'm sure leaving a pad back in uh, the time of Mark Twain wouldn't have any repercussions on the timeline at all. At least they didn't oh, leave a Mark, communicator. Mark Twain. Yeah, yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, he prefers Mr. Clemens. Uh, but anyway, what was that you said? What's this fantastic <laughs> contraption? Oh, no, God. now you're talking old Q. That doesn't even make sense. But anyway, we're gonna just uh, you know roundtable through uh, season one first. So uh, yeah, so encounter at Farpoint. Uh, you know, or we don't even have to say the episode titles. This will be part of the of the trick. Is can you figure out which episode we're referring to? So uh, yes, dear sir. A strange being that goes by the alphabetical letter Q has placed me on trial for the sins of all humanity. Hope I get a better lawyer. <laughs> I don't think my android's up to the task. LOL, no penalty box. <laughs> Signed, Jean-Luc. Or JLP. JLP. Or JP, you see? At JLP, that's, that, that's his Twitter handle. No, I think he should be at JP, because then he's like, you seem quite taken with her, JP. <laughs> that's his tactical officer, and she's dead. I would have you show some respect. Um, <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, that, I don't know, it, like, <laughs> as Daniel had said in a couple episodes ago, you know, I, you would see, think that they would think that report's outlandish, but, you know, if he knows his 23rd century history, he's like, oh, encountered a godlike being? Psh, boring. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, On a ship called the Enterprise? <laughs> yeah, that happens, like, every Thursday. <laughs> Plus, you have to remember, he has corroborating witnesses in that in that episode, so. <laughs> he had YouTube That's clips. True. That's true. They, you know, that was the first time we saw the uh, Battle Bridge action report officer you know put that together for for right although to be fair if we <laughs> if they had to like reconcile picard's logs with <laughs> chief o uh, well he's not chief at the time 
Lieutenant O'Brien's logs. <laughs> I think it was Ensign if, in that one. Ensign. Ensign O'Brien. Petty Officer like, Ensign. If, if we remember in that episode, like O'Brien turns around and he's like, uh, "What? What's what? What do you mean? You got? You've been here the whole time. What the heck are you talking about? <laughs> Nobody ever left. What? I don't understand. Like, what are you like? O'Brien's log is like went on uh, went on mission towards Farpoint Station. Got to sit in the battle bridge. It was cool. Nothing else happened today. <laughs> not, not really sure why he separated the sorcery war, but I just figure it's part of the shakedown cruise. What do I know? It's like Picard just comes running out of his little room. Separate the show. And he's just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. What? What? What are you talking about? And this is kind of like a uh, kind of like a foreshadow to the the ultimate example of the, of what we're talking about today uh, with all good things. Where crazy Picard comes out of his <laughs> yeah. quarters What's in today's his, date <laughs> in his bathrobe and slippers, and he's like, "Oh, what time is it? What day is this?" Like, uh, you know, like O'Brien's like, "Okay, uh, I got to leave the transporter room today, but I saw our crazy captain, and he started, j- you know, jabbering about he's some nuts. crazy mission." I knew I should have transferred to the hood. <laughs> <laughs> I know I should have remained a tactical officer. You know, not not to skip ahead, but it makes me think of like the end of All Good Things, where you know they're at the poker table and they're like, you know, man, you know, Captain Picard told us that story about you know in the future and we all drifted apart. Why would he tell us that? And then Data's like, because it never happened. <laughs> Riker's like, yeah, that guy's crazy. Am I right? And he gets a high five from Worf. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, well, you're not skipping ahead because and kind of Farpoint has scenes from <laughs> all good or or, or uh, all good things has scenes from uh, Counter at Farpoint so it's it's we're, we're talking about the same episode <laughs> it's just different times cuz it's Star Trek right it's like when we talk about the Pegasus we'll be talking about the NXO1 right uh your turn next uh Philip okay um well i mean of course we already mentioned it <laughs> but you know the 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 uh yeah, so I visited this planet, and they were going to kill um, the, this kid who I I decided, you know what, who, you know, I think ever, a small child should be an away team because reasons. On a planet we've never been uh, to. On a sex planet. Let's be, let's right. be fair. <laughs> let's be fair for what it is. Totally appropriate. You know? um, and, you know, and this planet had laws that if you touch um, the flowers while playing ball, you get put to death. So, um, I mean, their docents are just really brutal. <laughs> I'm petitioning that AAA drop this from the tourism book. That's that's what I'm... Zero stars <laughs> on their Yelp review. <laughs> right, what about you, Daniel? So, uh, well, an- another episode would be... Well, it's funny because, right, so the battle, the first Ferengi... Uh, well, not the first Frankie episode, but the first kind of real Frankie episode. First one that matters. Yeah, yeah. Um, we actually. What are get... you talking about? It... <laughs> it it is pretty much Picard just hallucinating the entire episode. So like, you know, Vigo, and he's like, you know, you know, he's seeing things that definitely aren't there and having lots of problems. So. No, I like this story better because now I'm, I'm picturing this poor Daemon who gets stripped of his ship and right like no I didn't I gave the guy a ship as a present and you're putting me in prison because he's crazy. So what well, makes yeah, more sense that this guy is crazy or that I hypnotized him with my glow in the plastic my- ball? <laughs> well, I mean, just to say it in one sentence, hallucinated that I was captain of the Stargazer after the Ferengi found the ship. And gave it to me. <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, because you just, the ship just got lost 
in space. Yeah, and and you know like, what else is weird? We learned uh, that there's a court martial, right? That Picard right. was court martial yeah. when he lost the Stargazer. Is, is there no like literally, it, literally lost it? Like <laughs> I was just gonna say, is there no destroyed. like Starfleet investigation where like uh, they go to look for the ship that was just abandoned? <laughs> Space is really big, Daniel, <laughs> and you know usually the Enterprise is like the only ship in the quadrant, so they just didn't have. Well, the I mean, time who would spare. who would want the Stargazer? It's just a piece of crap. It's underpowered, and you know <laughs> nobody wants that thing. Don't nobody. you dare. <laughs> uh, well, I liked. Um, you know, in the big goodbye. So I turned off the safeties again on my Dixon Hill novel and uh, Walden got shot. So pretty much why do you ever turn off the safeties? Why is that ever a good idea? Well, if only we had some sort of medical professional who would be able to help. <laughs> she was the there. <laughs> look, 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 look. If there's a phaser shot, she's, she's, she's your gal. But bullets, look, she's not a 20th century, you know, she doesn't read the old so medical primitive. books. You know, I mean, bleeding, ruptured arteries, you know, that does, that's not covered in the tricorder manual. She needed to put him in a stasis field. Even though she knows, even though she knows which roots that she needs to eat when she falls from, like, you know, when she gets fallen on from Picard, so... <laughs> Well, see, like, you know, it's one of those things where, where you know, I love Captain Picard, but I don't know how he escaped court-martial for his Enterprise D missions because it's like, you know, hey, me and the first officer were chilling, you know, because this hot girl got created on the holodeck. And um, turns out, funny story, that the entire <laughs> ship evacuated because the ship got stolen. And it probably took us a good, I don't know, four hours before any of us realized what was going on. But don't worry, my first reaction was to blow it up. Yeah, yeah, that's... Yeah, because, I mean, they, they, I mean, to their credit, they do react really swiftly when they leave the holodeck, but you... To blow it's it up. It's like you were caught... Yeah, to, well, to blow it up. But, yeah, you were in the holodeck... It's like it's like you fell asleep at the wheel, Jean-Luc. <laughs> Are you sure you didn't leave the parking brake on? That's how they could follow him. They had a big skid going through space. <laughs> Wait, what about you, Daniel? Well, I'm going to jump ahead uh, to another to another Q episode here because uh, See if you can name it. Uh, oh, uh, I can because the list is in front of me. <laughs> so. <laughs> Uh, in Hide and Q, when Picard is the only guy on the bridge and he can't communicate with anybody else, also very convenient for those logs. Like, um, there was nobody else around and we had some <laughs> philosophical debates about... Uh, Q is, I'm pretty sure Q is just like a, fa- like a group hallucination of the upper bridge staff. <laughs> Well, it, you know, it makes me wonder, you know, we, we hear Janeway say that um, every Starfleet captain is briefed on Q. Is it, like, is there some debate about, like, do you think Jean-Luc's making it up? I mean, the guy has <laughs> been a captain for, like, 40 years. I mean, you know, he's not a, he's not a, who knows? He, he recorded a special intro to the course, and it just is basically him just saying, this is completely real. <laughs> I totally didn't make this up. <laughs> if, a man like, sh- if a man shows up <laughs> naked <laughs> on your bridge, no, wait, no, wait. you should so not he, be surprised. So, so he he has his captain's jacket over his shoulder, and he walks up, puts his foot up, Troy McClure style. You may remember on, me from such missions as you may remember me from such missions as Encounter at Farpoint, and 
and hiding Q. <laughs> For most of you, Q is only a letter of the alphabet. But today, we're going to be talking about much, much more. Is, an it, is there like an being. animated letter Q that's like, Hi, <laughs> I'm, how, how are you doing today, Mr. Q? I'm, I'm doing from your blood. <laughs> you, you might remember me from the Battle of Wolf 359 when I killed thousands and thousands of your friends. But, uh, and then there's like an awkward pause. No. <laughs> Someone's like, Freebird. <laughs> Wasn't this conference bigger last year? Uh, well, okay, so... Then we have, you know, the neutral zone. Uh, so we, uh, uh, you know, dear, what should this commander's name be? You know, commander. lieutenant. <laughs> yeah. This is like crewman <laughs> second class. Okay, okay, okay. Ensign, ensign at best, acting ensign. <laughs> because because that's totally not a made up rank. No, no. We'll call, him, real, we'll call him. It's a Smith. real rank that real people use in Starfleet. <laughs> You're going to be the captain's assistant. <laughs> assistant to the captain. <laughs> assistant to the regional no. captain. Is that- <laughs> Dear, <laughs> <laughs> Dear Ensign Smith. Uh, so I discovered 21st century popsicle people and immediately ignored them, uh, including their country bumpkin junkie. Yeah, I I I just can't even. That episode is just weird. Well, and look, Uh, and I've said before, I just really want to emphasize this point. So, the country. I mean, I know he has a name. It it doesn't matter. The the country bumpkin, (laughs) the one with the guitar. Yeah, it's like a hard like. This, I mean, you you have to buy into this character aspect. He is a hardcore junkie. Like he's overdosed. That's how he died, quote unquote. <laughs> and he is the most healthiest, like yeah. biggest weight junkie I've ever seen. Like usually they're <laughs> like a good one hundred pounds. This guy's like a two fifty, and nothing wrong with that. But like I don't know what drug he's taking. That apparently <laughs> he seems fine to me. I don't see any track marks. The guy it's, looks like he has a full face. You know, it's it's space <laughs> math, Philip. It's it's different because uh, you can use you can use you know one of those. And then you're just you're you're good to go. Apparently. Mm. Oh, well, I mean, so, and yeah, yeah. All right, I think I think that wraps up uh, season one of uh, Shin- Picard shenanigans, <laughs> Picard shen- <laughs> which might which might just be the episode title. As it is, yeah. <laughs> shenanigans in space. In space. Yeah. So look, I I think, and, and just jumping out of no order. I think there has to be the one where they're like, oh, okay, you know, here's another one from the Enterprise here. Oh, let's go away, team. Okay, Picard wasn't even on this one. So I'm sure, you know, sometimes his <laughs> I'm mission's... I'm sure it's going to be yeah. orderly and yeah. make sense. So, okay, they wait. There's a revolving door in the middle of black nothing. Okay, I mean, I'm going to read the next page. I'm sure there are real page turners vlogs. Um, a casino... Wait, dice... Baby needs a new pair of shoes. Wait, is this the fanfic that he sent me? But this doesn't even make any... NASA? (laughs) Everyone knows they got defunded in the early 21st century. How are they still (laughs) existing by then? Yeah, yeah, the Royale, that's... Yeah, that's... If Picard was there, no one would believe it because it's just... It's too much. What about you, Daniel? You know, actually, I'm glad on this list. I, I actually think we could probably have an entire 
episode about Times Squared. Oh, God. Uh, and I know, Philip, you hate that episode. I know you do. But there's a lot that goes on there. And we cannot forget that Picard kills himself in that episode. And, like, that is mind-blowing crazy. Like, Picard, the ultimate diplomat, like, he's like, oh, well, this guy doesn't talk. Let's just phaser him to death. <laughs> and just shoots himself. Like, it's pretty crazy. And, like, imagine getting that, that log where he's like, well... Today I had to kill myself and <laughs> literally. <laughs> and then Counselor Troy goes, "Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> what do you think it means? What do you think you should do?" Sometimes killing yourself is sometimes killing yourself. There's no, I don't know. Um, yeah. Well, again, you know, because the holodecks work so well, uh, my chief engineer created a super intelligence in the holodeck. And I had to dress up to convince the hologram to save himself to the cloud. And yeah, just elementary due data. It's like, how is this? It was too easy. It was way too easy for Moriarty to gain sentience. And, and like, Sturfleet sends back a message like, so can can we meet him? No, nah, don't know where that is. Don't know where that file went. It's, yeah. it's gone. No way to find that thing. It was saved, uh, Sherlock Holmes, episode five, final, new final, final for sure, <laughs> use this one. <laughs> Do you have a search function in the holodeck? It's so brand new, <laughs> didn't even think to put one in there. That'll be in holodeck version 2.0. Yeah, they'll get a search function before they get a foyer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and so, I mean, this is the one where... I would just quit if I was a yeoman and request reassignment. <laughs> so it's like, okay. Oh, yeoman. That's even better. Yeah, yeah. Like, he gets this report. Okay, we met this, uh, we picked up these refugees. Okay, that's, you know, that, that happens. Colonists. Okay. Um, we we uh, sealed them in the cargo bay. That's a little extreme, but okay. With the pigs and the hay. That's fine. I mean, okay. You know, we, we get all kinds. We get all kinds. Then we met this clones colony. Again, happens a lot. Not a big deal. <laughs> Clones, and, and then we made the clones and the rustic colony people do it to repopulate. Wait, wait what? Let me, let, me, let me read that last sentence again. Hold now. What now? What now? It took a little bit of a turn there at the end. Uh, prime director, what? What was, what was that? Um... Oh, this is the sexy prime directive. Oh yeah, giggity giggity. Oh gosh. I hope that phrase doesn't make it to the 24th century. I'm just, I'm just saying. Oh, wait, why don't you take us into season three, Daniel? All right, uh, so the biggest one for season three for me is uh, Yesterday's Enterprise, of course, where Picard is the... It's like an entire (laughs) alternate timeline that only Picard knows about and remembers because... well, But he doesn't remember. He doesn't. (laughs) Because Guinan... Well, because Guinan is magic, right? That's what it is, but... I like his log is like, begins... As told to me by my bartender. <laughs> like, really? That's, was this on a bender? That's true. I, guess, I mean, I guess Guinan is really the only one that really, really remembers. But I feel like Picard kind of has an itching. Like, he's like, what, at the end of the episode, you know, after it cuts off, he's like, you know what would go really good with my uniform? A belt. <laughs> and you know what? This lighting would be much better, like, below me. I wish my seat was raised above everybody else's right now. What's going on here? Wesley, you need to get a haircut and slick that hair back. 
<laughs> well, you know, they don't show that the part in, I don't remember which episode it was, where we finally see um, Sela. It's like um, she shows up on the screen and Gunnan's like, oh, yeah, that's totally Yara's daughter. And, like, everyone slowly swings their like, chairs around <laughs> in the conference room to Gunnan. Like, like, time out. What? <laughs> <laughs> Well, okay, so in yesterday's Enterprise, I'm picturing, like, Picard's uh, log is just, yep, uh, patrolled sector 5432 and uh, saw an anomaly. We thought there was a ship, but there wasn't, period. And then there's, like, a little, like, sub-note, and he's like, oh, what is this? And it's, like, sub-report from bartender guy in it. It's, like, eight <laughs> pages long. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm pretty sure this is what happened. It just got a feeling. And well, don't listen to my other self. And at the very, very end of his log, it says, for some reason, Warp likes prune juice now. <laughs> I don't really think that's essential to include in the Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I also like, you know, the, the person reading this is going, okay, the Enterprise encountered an anomaly and then moved on. Wait, that doesn't sound like the Enterprise. <laughs> you didn't do anything with an anomaly. This doesn't. I don't. Okay. This like the Wait, hood wait. Would, you met an anomaly totally and there was that. nothing going on? <laughs> you know what? Okay, I'm just actually just thinking now. Uh, this is kind of to- we can cut this out if we have to, but I'm like thinking. Imagine uh, the Enterprise C is going into the anomaly, right? And uh, the the what is this to go back or to go there? No, no, to go back into its, okay. its own time. Going back right. to the f- or past. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> as it's going through, the Bozeman comes through. And he's like, oh <laughs> gosh! <laughs> like- we almost hit that other ship. <laughs> How awesome would that have, I mean, I'm totally crossing streams from season three to season seven or, or six. Or, or even better, it, it was instead when the Enterprise C was traveling through the rift to the future, the Bozeman popped out in the past. So they ended up in the firefight with the Romulans and just got obliterated. Well, now I'm also imagining uh, like before they sent the Enterprise C back that um, when uh, Picard was giving the briefing to, um, uh, well, not Gar- uh, Rachel because she had died, but... Um, uh, to Lieutenant Castillo. Castillo. Yeah. That that he, he, you can call me Dick. Call him. Call him Richard. Yeah, yeah. You can call me. You can call me Dick. Okay. So yeah, <laughs> that he took uh, t- took them and Yar and everyone to you know this is the alternative future uh, conference room and he's like <laughs> so I built this um, model it's of what's going to happen to this plan it's not really to scale. Um, but this is how I'm going to send you back to the past. And he has a he little, has the model. He has a little holographic Enterprise C that he like winds back towards the anomaly. I can totally no, see no, it. No, no, he just takes the model off the wall. It's right there. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, I'd like uh, the next one, you know, you know, I'd like to put an accommodation for my senior staff because they use their incredible <laughs> deductive skills to determine that the Picard that came back from that mission was not me. Maybe it was because I sang at the bar. Maybe it was because I ordered ales for all my crew, but I just know that if I'm ever abducted by aliens, my crew has my back. I feel like the the yeoman would send that to the to the admiral in charge with a little, with, with a little like uh, you know editor's note, like uh, note of concern. Uh, the reason that the Enterprise crew knew their captain was an imposter was because he was friendly. I'm worried about <laughs> Captain Picard's <laughs> command style on the Enterprise. I actually, uh, I really like that episode too, though. Like, <laughs> I, I mean, I know most of this episode is silly and joking, but like, yeah, no, it's a good episode. Uh, it's a solid episode, but it is funny because it's like 
this is the, a perfect example of what we're talking about. Like Picard just disappears and yeah. he's off by himself for most of the episode. And then all of a sudden he comes back and he's like, oh, guys, that was totally not me. I wasn't drunk or anything. <laughs> I, I wasn't playing with Beverly's feelings. I, Beverly, that totally wasn't me. That w- There's no reason we should ever talk about this thing because that wasn't me. But John Luke, you committed to dates no, for three that was, months. No, that was Locutus, <laughs> Beverly. You just you don't know yet. You, we haven't gotten there. Oh gosh. Yeah, I mean, it also well, like, we could skip forward to uh, you know second chances, and so now Picard actually can relate to Riker, you know, and <laughs> talk to him. But anyway. Well, I also like that, you know, I feel like, I don't know what the FBI version in Starfleet would be, you know, because, I mean, it's not the CIA would be the Starfleet intelligence. I don't know what their their FBI would be in Starfleet. But, like, the, you know, their most wanted posters that they have, that after this one log entry, they have to be like, okay, well, be on the lookout for the great and powerful <laughs> Kevin. <laughs> Some people call me Kevin. Kevin. <laughs> wanted for crimes against the Husnath or whatever. I don't remember. Like, oh, yeah, I didn't. It's like gazootite. He's like, no, no, no. (laughs) And they have the trial set date, but then nobody ever comes to represent their people in the trial. (laughs) So they have to drop the charges. Acquitted. It's it's awkward. It's awkward. That's totally how space uh, (laughs) justice justice works. Justice. Uh, Not not justice, justice, (laughs) but, you know. Well, it's the measure of a, anyway. Of a Dan? (laughs) (laughs) About three parsecs. What about uh, Captain's Holiday, Daniel? Well, Captain's Holiday is great because oh no, uh, <laughs> but no, yeah, that's true. That's another. It's another example of like, oh, I just I wanted I I swear I just wanted to go, I swear I just wanted to go down and read books, and then all of a sudden this huge adventure happened. Oh man, I can't even go. Totally had the hots for me. I can't even go on vacation without having a super (laughs) awesome adventure, guys. Like this is crazy. (laughs) Women throw themselves at me, Frangi. People, no, people from the future. Well, how do we know (laughs) they're from the future? I mean, they said they were from the future. You don't ask for proof about these things. People don't lie about coming from the future. (laughs) You know, Daniels from Enterprise was there, so I. I had to listen to him. Picard is future guy. (laughs) (laughs) That would have been so awesome. (laughs) Uh. So, I mean, I don't know. I don't, Darren, I I think, I I don't know if I'm allowed to skip all the way to season four. um, Because. Yeah, we can go to four. um, Yeah, so my uh, honorary i mean my totally legit lieutenant commander uh android funny story um so he uh he took over the ship in about 15 seconds but we should totally not punish him and not change any security measures i don't really sounds like we should now i mean he did figure out that my middle name you know my mother's maiden name and that's how he knew what my password was but to be fair, I do. I <laughs> that would have been great if Data's like super secret password was like password one two three. <laughs> but he says it like he's like password one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve a b c d e f g. And then Riker was like, "Man, that sounds like some password some idiot would have on his luggage or something." Because like, I'll be in my ready room. <laughs> He's like, Edson, get that off my luggage. 
But yeah, it's like Data's vying for his command. He's like, look what I can do. And he's like, can you guys take over the Enterprise? Although uh, later, you know, I mean, we got the blue alert in this, uh, you know, which apparently means explosive decompression of the bridge or something. So, but, but in Voyager, blue alerts means you're landing the ship. Mm-hmm. So what I want to know is, in Generations, why weren't the blue lights on? <laughs> <laughs> the sudden landing a, of the ship. <laughs> oh, sudden. Oh, sorry. It's, this isn't controlled enough for you, blue lights. Come on. Well, no, most people don't know. The reason that they changed it, landing the ship to blue alert, is because the person um, who established the landing procedure was wearing blue. When they okay. landed the Enterprise. <laughs> Literally the only blue shirt on the bridge. That's exactly what it was. Well, I, I, now, Daniel, this is your episode. Please explain to me, as, as I am also reading this report back in San Francisco, what the devil has to do <laughs> with a mission. Uh, listen, when you're dealing with, you know, evil incarnates, uh, you know, you you, just, you have to give the captain some leeway. Come on now, people. You're like, uh, you know, he, he was dealing with a, a serious, uh, a serious problem. Listen, Didn't he bet himself on the outcome of that trial? Listen, listen, listen. If Kirk gets to, if Kirk gets to fight God, there's no reason oh, Picard cannot have an adversary with the devil. There's, it seems completely reasonable to me. It's like an episode of Night Court with the devil. <laughs> <laughs> night Court. Well, hey, we actually do have a Night Court alum on the Next Generation. That's true. We do. That's true. That's true. I don't remember who it is, but yes, Brent Spiner. That's what I thought. Yes. Uh, well, I liked uh, also, again, you know, because it's January, my ship was shot beyond the bounds of normal <laughs> stellar travel <laughs> to the center of the galaxy. But we were back in time for tea because, you know, it you know it would really be stink to be shot like halfway across the galaxy and not be able to make it back like within a day or two. Boy, I'm really glad that hasn't happened to me on the eight times it's happened over my career in the Enterprise. I'm trying to think how many miles does the Enterprise have on? I mean, that's got to be a big. They got to go to that um, oil change, like or or whatever. The warp core is now completely red, and they really need to change it. I think by this, I think we should probably have at least three or four baryon sleeps (laughs) at this point. (laughs) Well, you know, most ships maybe get like you know a couple, like maybe like one sweep. But apparently Enterprise has built up so much. <laughs> I'm now picturing that scene and it like cuts to like a flashback and it's showing like all the times <laughs> they've been thrown. Like now we're in system J-12. <laughs> now we're in the middle of the galaxy. Now we're beyond the known universe. <laughs> Wait, are, are we now family guying Star Trek The Next Generation where it's like, well, Catherine, why do you need this Baryon sweep? Well, we've gone a few places. <laughs> Welcome to well, the Epsilon know. Quadrant. I didn't even know this existed. <laughs> Well, the very bottom, uh, you know, of the bridge, like, main display is just this, like, massive odometer <laughs> that's just tons of zeros. <laughs> and that's the real reason that Deanna crashed the Enterprise in Generations. They knew there was no resale value at all at yeah. that point. So The blue book value, <laughs> the, blue, the blue shirt value of the Enterprise was just not worth it. <laughs> Well, let's just get the insurance money at this point. Come on, people. <laughs> yeah. there's, there's no way we're getting anything for this. But point. and then as as uh, 
they're crashing, she says, oh, that's right. There is no money in the 24th <laughs> century. And then Data says, oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, why do you go next, Daniel? Uh, yeah. Because um, uh, it's, a, you know, your favorite Q episode. So. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we give you all the Q ones. <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm getting all the Q episodes. Which, which I have to say, this is the most be believable <laughs> Q episode of them all. This is has to be the one where they totally legit thought that this <laughs> happened. Yeah, yeah. Once you once you make Worf, um, uh, <laughs> Will Scarlet, yeah, Will Scarlet. I think you break all possibilities of reality. It's all it's just broken down at that point. The yeoman just drops the pad and just backs the <laughs> chair away. He's like, I'm done. Like, <laughs> I'm done. I quit. I, I will go work at Cisco's restaurant. I'll do anything other. Than I gotta <laughs> peel some like a bushel of potatoes to get this out of. Like my he's head. going to one of the local restaurants there. In, in in the Bay Area, and he eats with other guys, and he's always in girls, and, and telling them about the Enterprise stuff. And they're like, you know, this is this is gonna happen. And he's like, oh, I can't. You know, next thing you know, they'll be cosplaying. <laughs> 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 oh my god! Like, imagine, and just imagine, you're the, you are this hypothetical, you know, low level bureaucrat, and you're reading all of. They're, they're definitely a yeoman now. That is, <laughs> yeah. that is now canon. <laughs> Is and you're reading scant. all of yes, these it's, reports. It's and, and, <laughs> a scant wearing yeoman. And the hood is like, you know, we went and we we surveyed this system. And then all of a sudden you get this report from Captain Picard. And he's like, man, we went to this party. And then all of a sudden we were whisked away to, you know, Sherwood Forest. And, like, we all had these crazy costumes on. And, and I totally rule as a swordsman. Totes. <laughs> I'm like all. If I, only we had a Holocaust cloak. <laughs> why didn't you list that among that's, our assets? That's why. That's why my. Uh, that's why my fencing expenditure is included in every yearly budget request. <laughs> all I can think of is one of my favorite scenes from Monty Python and the Holy Grail, when the gu- the gu- the two guards are in the front of the castle, and they're like looking far away, and they see somebody. <laughs> running up to them <laughs> and it keeps a coming lot. back to them like oh they're so far away they're so far and then all of a sudden the person it just... like starts over <laughs> and it's like he's at the same distance and away. then the person just appears and cuts them <laughs> down and i could just think of that being picard and like Riker, like <laughs> they're like looking they're oh they're there and then all of a sudden they just kill those people and like what that report would look like it's so absurd and ridiculous uh yeah well and then the funny thing is like he's like and and i've just so you know i'm not completely crazy i've attached all the other reports from my senior staff (laughs) (laughs) and he's just like oh boy here we go So you're telling me you lost one of your uh passengers where did this vash person go Uh, uh, q totally took her is this the one that broke up with you? No, 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 no. No, she existed, and he does too, and he totally took her off my ship. Now this by her own free will. This is totally my holiday girlfriend, which I know I've never mentioned before, but she totally exists. She goes to a different school, um, in a quadrant that you haven't heard of. Not only did we lose, not only did we lose. She's from Canada. We we lost Vosh, but we also lost a loot. So it's it's a sad day for all of us, really. Damage is enclosed. <laughs> so does like Data keep his mutton chop? Like Picard keeps his flute, you know, and he keeps it in like a special case, you know. It's on his bald spot every uh, now. 
Well, then, uh, you know, I also like uh, <clears throat> Dear Yeoman, uh, Yeoman Smith. Uh, so I beam down to this planet. Actually, I was forcibly beamed down to this planet, and I must have hit my head or the universal translator was broken because I had to develop an entire language to talk to this captain, and he just really liked uh, my Shakespearean Gilgamesh. And I like how the only evidence is we have a dead body on the planet. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> and yep. Picard was beast. the only person in, around yep. him. <laughs> no, but no, I no. didn't kill him. I, mean, no, we totally, I totally didn't kill him. <laughs> we totally developed this deep friendship. and um... <laughs> With the knife he gave me. I didn't pry it from his whole dead hands. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my fingerprints are all over it. But look, there's a reason there's an invisible monster. Well, hang, hang on. Come on, guys. Picard had to cover himself in mud <laughs> to, be, to be protected <laughs> from that monster the whole time. Carl Weathers, what are you doing here? <laughs> Get to the shuttle. <laughs> the UT is out. I cannot understand him. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's awesome. <laughs> and then he beams up and goes... Uh, uh blaga 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 blaga. Yep, that's yeah. their language. Look, Captain, let's see how they respond. Nope, close the channel. Warp two, engage. <laughs> close the channel. And he's like, drink your oval team. What the? Oh man, that's funny. Like how this has become the most referenced episode of Earl Grey ever. Okay, well, there's lots of other good season five. What's another one, Philip? Uh. <laughs> or are you still stuck on drug and drink your whole tea? <laughs> uh, just keep going. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, oh, gosh. Um, I don't know. Uh, there's just so many of these. I don't even know. <laughs> okay, no. This is, I have to pick this one because this is me, and I'm the one who can do this episode. Okay, so I, I, I totally encountered this alien probe, and when I woke up, I could play the flute. Like, that. Uh, really? Was that... Is that essential to include in this? I, but no, no. I so told... and I picked up this cloth that they left me. <laughs> so totally for me. So basically, basically, you know, Picard has low bro- low blood sugar, and he was like, <laughs> "Whoa, dizzy." <laughs> he was a little dizzy, and he spent 15 minutes on the bridge floor, and then he woke up, and he's like, "Guys." I can play the flute. This is amazing. <laughs> oh, and then Riker's like, "Q again, sir?" No, no, there totally wasn't any Q in this. Uh, I think I've okay. used the Q excuse too many times. Number one. I mean, uh, no, it was totally another lifetime. What were they called? It was R, the planet R. <laughs> they were Rintakin. Um, and um, no, even though I spent probably ninety years, I still totally remember how to be captain of a starship. Though, yeah. really, you wouldn't, wouldn't have forgotten it's just your like riding, riding a bicycle or anything. <laughs> like you know, you still know the duty roster for next week and everything. Yep, totally got it. Well, like a steel trap. He does have phantom hat. You know, like that feeling, like you still have a hat <laughs> on after you've worn a hat for a long time. He has that for like a week, but it goes away eventually. And he really has this thing about people wearing their sun protection, which I don't, I don't get anymore in the future. Uh, yeah. More like, can't really more, like, more, like the, <laughs> more like how easily you humans do it. <laughs> Wait. Uh, I noticed Darren hasn't used a contraction this entire episode. I yeah, I totally have. <laughs> I can I can not not 
use a contraction. <laughs> Wait a minute, that's not Darren. Uh, it's door. <laughs> Wait, what about you, Dad? Yo, season five. We could just give him all the Q episodes. No, 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 no. His favorite, no. his favorite first officer oh, of yes. all time. Yes. yes, yes, yes. The one that you referenced, you, the one that you referenced in, in, to me in the beginning of the episode in Conundrum. Commander McDuff is so awesome, and I love that he was just made up, and like he just shows up and he's like, and Picard's like, uh, something weird happened, and um, so I had to kill my first officer. You mean Mr. Record? No, McDuff. Uh, we don't have any McDuff on file. Records. Did you make him up, sir? Wait. No, I swear, McDuff. Remember, he was the guy that led us into the battle, and he was awesome. And that totally oh. sounds like a real person's name <laughs> in the 24th century. This totally feels like one of those, like, um, you know, prostitute murder gone wrong, where like everyone's like, okay, guys, we have to have a story to explain this. Um, <laughs> why did we blow up these little ships from this alien race? All right, guys, we yeah. got to have a story. It's got to make sense. Just throw no, there's no stupid ideas. Uh, what if hey, we? Hey, I I have um, this recording uh, in the computer of this station, and it looks like this other station that we've encountered. Before. Let's just use that. Okay, okay, that's good. <laughs> now no, they won't believe that we did this. What if we? What if we all pretend? I mean, what if we actually had all lost our memories? Right? Right? <laughs> yeah. Everyone's it's nodding. It's happened before. Everyone's nodding. Okay. <laughs> But but we don't want the data. Write this all down. Yeah, yeah. But but they could still blame us. We need a fall guy. Um, and everyone looks at data for a second, and then like, now nah, we got to keep him. <laughs> um, maybe if we uh, invented someone, we could pin this whole thing on. Well, I'm trying to remember. Was was data's mind adjusted too? Yes, remember because he thought he was the bartender. That's right. That's right. I'd, this is totally yeah. not the episode where data lied to everyone in clues. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Where they also lose their memory. Yeah, it's a different episode where everyone loses their memory. You're allowed. That's to... why it's so. It's, that's why it's the perfect crime, Philip. <laughs> Starfleet will eat it up. Like, did the Enterprise? Because if I remember that episode, they did shoot like two or three yeah. exploded yeah. ships of an alien. I'm pretty race. sure it was like the Mars defense perimeter of that planet. <laughs> you know, it's like pew pew pew. Yeah, that uh, you know, actually, it's pretty much exactly like the Mars defense perimeter. <laughs> Uh, so that's how we explained the Enterprise killing people. <laughs> uh, or again, you know, because Picard has the best love life. You know, well, this empathic metamorph really has the hots for me, and I just, I had, you know, I get all the good missions. Like seriously. All right, uh, season six. Season six. All right, season six. Yeah, so it's nice as we're skimming because when, when we run dry on a season, we go to the next one. <laughs> All right. Uh, what's uh, oh? It's your. It's you got to do this one, Daniel. It's it's your favorite. It's your favorite episode. Well, well not your favorite favorite, but right. Well, of course. Like you know, <laughs> what do you do, dear dear humans? <laughs> yeah, what do you do in this situation when you get the report that I would have loved to have prevented the Ferengi from taking over my ship, but at the time I was turned into a child, and there's nothing I could have done. <laughs> It's always like like oh, well. it's one of those like um you know in the in the army we had this expression bo- bottom line up front but it's like the report again begins like so this uh, Ferengi wait this was like the bird of prey right so this uh, the Ferengi were in this ten year old rebuilt bird of prey that took over the flagship but let me explain let me explain yeah. 
Yeah. So wait, hang on. But this time, <laughs> wait, 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 hang on, hang on. This is my excuse. Let me understand this. There's a bottom line up front, right? No. That sounds a lot like the Reddit expression or the, the internet expression. Too long, don't read. Here's a tiny, short synopsis of what happened. Yeah. He's like, let me explain. No, <laughs> let me sum up. <laughs> so, I was, I, so, so the time, the, so the little, the little summation was, I was turned into a kid. <laughs> oh, I like that. And then it's like, it, it, like, and then that, that's the executive summary. Then the long report is how the Ferengi crippled the Federation's flagship, taking it over with about like five no, 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 people. That's not important. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, on a you know, on a side note, to no, he's, no, he's like, he's like, to be fair, three other members of my crew were also <laughs> turned into kids. Wait, why? You is, know what would have been great? Why is the botanist you know a- included in this? Isn't she really critical to this? Uh? You, you know what would have so this was in season six so you know what would have been great uh, if we found out later on that Quark was behind this uh, endeavor like he instigated yeah. it all <laughs> he was trying to steal the flagship of the Federation for profit <laughs> I, I just like the fact that Picard has to think of a reason why the Federation's flagship is kryptonite the kryptonite is 10 year old rebuilt birds of prey it's like, uh, so the, all right. So the reason the Enterprise D or short alien was destroyed. I mean, binars, Ferengi, yeah. anyone short can just take the Enterprise. Yeah, yeah. And I don't want to skip the movies, but I feel like the log of like, why did the Enterprise D get destroyed by a bird of prey? We're gonna have to court martial you. No, 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 no. Riker was in command, uh, and Troy was at the helm. That was that totally. And I, <laughs> yeah. And I totally. To be fair, and I totally. Met I Kirk. was not on the bridge <laughs> and I t- during this encounter. <laughs> and I totally so- met Kirk. Go, <laughs> can we meet him? Okay, so bad news. Oh, we'll, 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 okay. yeah, we can do we can do movies. We can skip that. Or, but yeah, it's, okay. Let's just do generations because we already halfway did it. But yeah, it's like so. I met Captain Kirk. Oh, and can we talk had to him? him? Killed. Wait, wait. And, okay, well, can we see the body? Unfortunately, he's on. He's under these piles of rocks. Oh, can we? Where, where where are the rocks? Uh, on this barren planet. <laughs> Made of rock. I mean, I marked it with this uh, with this insignia that I tore from his dead body. And okay, this, I'm telling it wrong. And I'm sure I mean, I'm telling the it power wrong, supply. But it sounds. Uh, let me start over. Yeah. <laughs> In fact, that's his log. Literally reads like the timeline of generations, where it goes back and goes. <laughs> so I was on. I was spinning around in this chair. And it was all this lights, and I couldn't tell where I was. And then it was Christmas, and and my my wife. Well, you're married. No, my wife was there. And then I looked at the tree, but the tree was wrong. And, and so Guinan, and there was this ornament. And wait, oh, so Guinan from your ship? No, no, no. This is the other Guinan. But there's another Guinan. Yeah. This was like and an there, echo and, of Guinan. And there were like hallmark Star Trek <laughs> ornaments on the sh- on the tree. So I don't know what was going on. And then, you know, I turned around, and this was not Kirk's bedroom. It was so better. It was, just, it was bad. <laughs> and my android it was, was crying with his emotions. What, your android has emotions? I'll explain later. <laughs> I'll explain. Uh, yeah. Man, Generations is the biggest trick. <laughs> <laughs> also, like, uh, you know, in season seven. So I'm not sure if Q is God, but he totally took me back in time, and I became a blue shirt. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, we have limits. <laughs> I think you need to check in. 
you need to check in to Counselor Troy right away because you're hallucinating you're a blue shirt. No, I mean, no, no. now I like to picture like, you know, he's reading this and this is the first time that we've ever the camera pans to what Yeoman Smith looks like. And he's a blue shirt who's a, uh, who's a lieutenant well, junior he's a grade. Shirt. He's been like, this is season six now. He's got promoted once. He's like, wait. You mean a crappy he existence? Got an acting ensign, <laughs> Lieutenant Junior Grade. Yeah. He's like, so a crappy existence would be being a blue shirt, Lieutenant Junior Grade, Captain Picard. Nice, nice. He just drops the pad and walks away. <laughs> <laughs> He's broken more pads that He's way. He's like flipping the bird <laughs> at the pad as he walks away. <laughs> so, um, y- y- you know, Lieutenant Tuvok. Um, this guy looks exactly like him that that may or may not have... I'm pretty sure they're brothers. Okay, well, uh, you know, so the, all these terrorists that you killed, John, can we see the bodies? Okay, well, see, the, 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 the particle sweep got rid of all the bodies. Okay, well, um, I mean, wait, so... So wait, there's actually no proof so we, that there was anybody on the ship. No body, no him. charges. <laughs> so, so literally in the beginning of it... And even the ship gets blown up. Picard... Like, literally, there is no evidence. Picard was just like, I'm just going to head to 10 forward and sit there until the last possible <laughs> second and then just get beamed off in time. And then He's be like... trolling. I, there was this crazy adventure I had. I had to stop all these terrorists, and it was really intense and crazy. Well, do the sensors record? Whoa, no, that's right. The ship was turned off. Oh, oh, yeah, sorry, darn, uh, sorry. Yeah. Trust me, there were like there were like three hundred bad guys. I had to fight them all by hand. <laughs> and, and you know, it was awesome. You know what this whole thing is an explanation for? Why he left the uh, commander's uh, reception? Oh, that's, yeah. This is, this is the entire excuse. <laughs> this is the entire excuse of how he got out of it. Because he's like, you know, at the beginning of the episode, he's like, oh, you know, uh, sorry, LaForge. You know, I, I gave Worf the excuse. I wish I could excuse myself. And he's yeah. like, ha, ha, hmm. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. If only I could concoct an elaborate ruse to get me out of. <laughs> to be fair, well, that commander died. So it wasn't. Well, uh, no, but see, that's he, completely separate. So then when he talks to when he talks to Riker later, he's like, yeah, so all this stuff happened. How did it go for you, number one? Yeah, Commander Hutchinson's dead. <laughs> oh, he's like, wait, wait, what now? <laughs> you can call him yeah, Hutch, he's, but he's dead. <laughs> like, they were supposed to be on stun. <laughs> I told them, put it on stun. Not just like Picard's trail of bodies, but there's no proof. So it's like, I can't tell whether he's like committing all these crimes or whether he's just making himself up to have this really mean reputation. Like, I don't know. He goes into the cargo bay and, like, grabs a damaged, like, field generator and just puts it in main engineering. Yeah, that's the one I destroyed when they were all holding me hostage. And then he goes to the Jeffrey's tubes and cuts some of the rungs later. This is where I had to cut the rungs to escape the terrorists. Now I want to re-listen to his... no proof, I want to re-listen to his clue speech a little more closely this time. <laughs> He also oh, he right. also kind of goes crazy in the next phase as well, or the next phase is that it? Why, why am I thinking? No, the next phase is Roe and LaForge. Yeah. Oh, the, yeah. I don't know what's yeah. the one. What's the one when when he puts the smiley face in the exploding oh, warp core? Timescape. Yeah, he also goes crazy in that episode, right? Where he's oh yeah, he completely loses it. Yeah. So guys, 
Is it just me, or is the Enterprise not moving? <laughs> Wait, what's in space? No, but it's literally not moving. See, this sounds like the Picard. And then I reach for this bowl of fruit, and my fingernails grew like four I inches. I swear, I swear, I, I swear. This See, this is, really this is where the Omen is like. Is he like tripping balls in this one? I don't understand <laughs> what's going on. So, like, so it, he's so Picard like replicates like this fake fingernails, and then he like waits a couple minutes, and then all of a sudden he goes, he like he like turns on the comm and goes, ah. <laughs> and they come running. What happened to my hand? Everyone is giving too much attention. And like to the Romulans were here, but they were all like, they were like stood still. And then like this one just like came out of nowhere and was moving. But then like it was an alien. And then and then I made a smiley face in the warp core breach. But it was cool because then the time went back and it started like what the sh. And then during the the memorial, which was a jazz competition, we saw the ghostly figures of our dead comrades materialize before our eyes. I could we just merge those two episodes, but whatever, you know. So I mean, sure. I mean, really, we we should not be surprised in first contact when Starfleet's like, "Hey, Jean Luc, you should totally not show up for this battle. You can stay where you are. Like it's totally and then, now we understand it after." Well, but then afterwards, the guy's like, well, he did save the Earth, so again, oh, I guess I'll read this report. Come on, Picard. <laughs> you went back in time Zephyr and invented Cochran. Warp Drive. Really? Zephyrin really? <laughs> the, the Borg Queen survived and, like, had the hots for you. What, co- what, I mean, what Borg Queen? He's never mentioned a Borg Queen in any of his Borg reports before. Where is this <laughs> Borg Queen coming from? Oh, now you remember her. Now she was there the whole and time. And, of course, she had the hots. For you, like everyone can, in your report, I can tell you just updated your log from Best of Both Worlds yesterday. I can, I, the, the time date stamps there. I have track changes on. Okay, I know when you added something. See, now this makes oh, first you would contact th- makes sense. Like, like, why wouldn't they have? You know, they, they they have faith in the ship. Number one, just not in the captain. Well, I can see why. Yeah. <laughs> They've been reading your mission reports for the last seven years. And then when he comes in against orders, they're like, all right, John, like, I mean, you, you know, you did help blow up the Borg vessel somehow, which we just think was random chance. Whatever. You heard voices. I, we actually want you to see the counselor after this. Target the spot that says shoot here. But, but, but we, we're really going to have to talk to you about breaking orders. No, no, no. There's a reason why. So I totally went back in time. Oh, jeez. Ah, here we go again. Here we go again. Again, let me guess. Let me guess Jean-Luc was you involved in this at all, or did you just happen to do it on your own? Like... No, no, no. But then the way we got back is we found out we could just generate these particles right oh, from yeah? the Enterprise. Oh, yeah. Go back in time and... for me right now. Well, I mean, well, um, I, I mean, I, I could, <laughs> but we had to eject the, we had to eject the deflector dish, and that totally is like how it all works. So. No, no, it's like again, he's like around the bridge staff. All right, this is the story we're gonna tell. We, yeah. need, we need some proof. What's some way we could, uh, Mister Data? Could we just eject the deflector dish, Captain? That's not advisable. Just eject the dish, okay? Yeah. <laughs> Is there like a backup dish? Because we actually need that to fly. <laughs> and now, like now, I'm I'm kind of like retconning Nemesis in my head, where basically it's just a hit and run. Where Picard is like, "How do I justify the fact 
that I had a fender bender. You didn't even like, leave a note. I... Didn't even leave a note. <laughs> like, wait a minute. Oh no! I swear to God, this ship came out of nowhere, and it was my clone. So wait. So wait. So John Luke, you hit him first. Well, no, 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 no. You have to understand. No, no, no. no. He was gonna. But he was my Earth. evil di- clone. Yeah. No, it was my clone. It was my clone, and I just happened to run into him, and then he ran away. Like what? I mean, what? his ship that we've never seen before. That's a class that we've never seen. Oh, no, 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 no. A weapon we've never known about. Because it could totally, totally going to destroy Earth. It could totally cloak. That's oh. why you couldn't see it. Oh yeah. <laughs> wait, wait. So you could I'm fire just afraid while cloak? Yeah, no. It, they could totally do that now. <laughs> no, it was behind Jupiter. Don't worry about it. Just, just, just don't worry about it. If the moon of whatever. Yeah. <laughs> oh wait. Let's wrap up season seven. Uh, there's a, one or two gems in this. Uh, so I drank some of this green stuff that Guinan had. And then the ship started to turn into an ancient temple. <laughs> I am Kogano, and I have to find or Gozer or whatever. Oh, Gozer. <laughs> Gozer. Oh, so I found out that the Enterprise was actually oh built by this guy at Utopia Planitia, who was this cult of Gozer. And if- so he built the Enterprise, the conduits of these all these sweet spots if- that actually creates this portal to... Oh, man, that's actually perfect. If, oh. Brent, if Brent Spiner turned into Rick Moranis at any time during that episode, that would have been so Data. awesome. Awesome. When a when an all powerful omnipotent Q being asks if you're a god, you <laughs> say yes. yes. You say yes. <laughs> but I cannot lie, sir. <laughs> Dang it, Data. Oh man, that oh, was awesome. uh, I'm trying to think what the 24th century of the Marsh. Anyway, well, I guess the Statue of Liberty for that movie. So I don't know. Well, if the Golden Gate Bridge survives to the 24th century, I'm sure the Statue of Liberty is still there, unless the apes blow it up. Well, that that bridge has been rebuilt several times. It, the whales, the uh, um, the 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 attack by the Breen. I mean, that bridge is yep. it's it's been built several times at this point. Well, you know, X Men Three. I mean, wait, no, sorry, Into Darkness. Somebody just walks up to the replicator and is like, "Up, oh, Golden Gate Bridge." <laughs> yeah. There's like a giant 3D printer comes out and just like there's two giant replicators on the north and south shore. We haven't shore had just... cars in 200 years. What do we need this bridge for? <laughs> no, you don't but, understand. Okay, it's right. it's like you know Data's fireplace in Cambridge. It's like uh, computer activate holographic <laughs> gri- image and then like the bridge appears. <laughs> <laughs> it's a giant hologram. Seriously, what do they need that bridge for? In the- so then when, the a, when someone, a tourist, like an alien, drives their hover car, but then, you know, holographic bridge, <laughs> so his car just goes right into the bank. <laughs> I don't think that's how hover cars work, Darren. I don't think you uh, understand the principle of hover. I think that's why Earth is also uh, off the AAA tourism guide. Well, look, I, I think, you know, if not that I think we should close up, but, but we have to address the fact that, you know, at some point, other members of the crew have to be sending in reports. And I think mm-hmm. Council Troy, you know, has to send in a report here, you know, like start eight, four, eight, whatever. So um, I was enjoying some recreation time with another member of the crew. And I, I'm a little concerned about the captain. He was walking the ship in his pajamas, mumbling to himself <laughs> about what day it was. And he attacked me and my comrade, demanding to know what the day was. I am suggesting that another counselor be assigned to the ship. Well, and then, you know, the yeoman's looking back on his file. Yeah, according to this old record from Lieutenant Yar, like, <laughs> you started babbling about a Q being, like, that's the report that actually stays <laughs> through time. 
No, it it is actually funny because that is you know all good things is like probably the best example of what we're what we're joking about today. <laughs> but it's like imagine. Because it, because that's the future timeline. Yeah, that's the, literally it. Yeah. He's like, okay, Captain, let's go see Data. <laughs> <laughs> and now, like, and and that's the, it's so funny because like all good things is literally everybody like kind of patronizing Picard and being like, yeah, no, totally, this is a real thing. Let's totally do it. Yes, Wolf, it's like, that's the answer. Yes, that's the answer. yes, Wolf, Wolf. <laughs> <laughs> And it's like it's it's so funny because like you think about it and if somebody was telling you this story, if some old man came up to you and was like, Oh, by the way, this total this crazy thing's about to happen, we need to get to the Devron system. Yeah. Like you wouldn't believe this person. You'd think they were crazy. You would never it's, ever it's like, listen. It's like to someone them. came to you and like, look, there's this really important um plot we have to stop. Okay, well, I mean, I respect you. We have to go to the Berlin Wall. Okay, all right, all right, yeah. First thing oh, okay. first. Okay, we, there is no Berlin Wall. Remember to go to the. Go- <laughs> yeah, there is no Berlin Wall. Remember. <laughs> but yeah, so basically, the, what we've been describing is all of Picard's logs have been, you know, due to his uh, eremotic syndrome. He's just totally been losing his mind the entire time. And I'm t- well, no, and and like it's actually a legitimate kind of theory because <laughs> right, we learn that it's genetic right. and that it's uncurable. So it's possible that he ha- like uh, I had suggested in the in the other episode we talked about. It this literally could have been from where no man has gone before. Like, it right. could have been... These hallucinations could have happened from season one or before. Uh, and it's really... Of course, none of us actually believe that. But it's fun to think about. It's it's like a... F- you heard it here, folks. Daniel believes that he just pushed the reset button on all of TNG except the episodes that happened before. That's right. Uh, <laughs> the, th- the two or three episodes Code of that Honor yeah, was that. totally which were, which were the, the best only episodes. TNG episode that happened. <laughs> I know. Of the episodes that survives, <laughs> unfortunately, those are not the best. Just the racist ones, the only ones that matter. <laughs> Just the ones that were based off of 1960s scripts. So Picard's undiagnosed medical condition is not the only thing we've been talking about here on Trek FM. Here's a look of what other fantasies you may have missed here on the network. Previously on Trek.FM, Standard Orbit. <laughs> It's not an overstatement, and you had said in your introduction that without, without him and his hand guiding all of this, then, then it's unlikely that two would have been what it was, and if it had not been successful, then it, it, you know, it probably would have meant the end of Star Trek at that point. Earl Grey. Like, I'm expecting Ricardo Martavon to, like, walk around the corner and be like, Captain Picard, welcome. This is Rise of Five. The shuttlecraft, the shuttlecraft. The orb. Curzon is involved with the Kittimer Accords. Spock is at Kittimer when those are being talked about, so you would think they would have run into each other They probably hung out in the bar together. To the journey! One guy's like, why don't we just write better stories for Wesley? And then the lead writer's like, you out now! (laughs) The ready room. The movie series would not have relaunched and, and become what it was if not for the amazing bounce of... The Wrath of Khan. The Wrath of Khan was to Star Trek the same thing that uh, The Best of Both Worlds was to Next Generation. Commentary, Trek stars. It's also the end of a character and a thing that is really about how uh, death is just a part of life. 
and that while there's an end, it doesn't mean that it's the end. Literary Treks. Well, I've always liked the... Uh, I like that episode for... I mean, it's one of the most derided of the of the original series episodes, but yet I always it has a place in my heart for some reason. I've always enjoyed watching mm-hmm. it over. So um, I wanted to do something with those guys, the Scalbians. The Six O Two Club. Like I, I could kind of dismiss Droids in Distress and Fight or Flight and everything like that, and I was just kind of watching the background. But all of a sudden, I started catching myself, like stopping working and, <laughs> and just focusing on watching. And, uh, and so it just got better and better and better. And I think I was hooked by episode four, Breaking Ranks. That's when I was like, okay, I like this show. This is good. Warp 5. In the history of Axanar, Alec Peters and Christian Gossett wrote a section of the history dealing with the Arcanus campaign. And in the Arcanus campaign, a majority of Starfleet ships were destroyed. And that's what else is happening on Trek.fm. So you can check out all these shows and get in on the Daily Trek Talk. You'll find them in iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, the Windows Podcast Directory for Xbox and Zune, or you can stream from the website. Basically, you can find them anywhere. Just visit trek.fm slash pd for podcast directory to get all the links. And if you would like to contact us to share your thoughts on today's show, just go to trek.fm slash contact. From there, choose send to show and, of course, select Earl Grey. These messages will be emailed to the three of us personally. Finally, in social media, you'll find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash trekfm and on Twitter under username trekfm. Our new listener discussion group is called The Babel Conference, found by typing The Babel Conference, of course, in the Facebook search field, so you can find us there. Please support our sponsor, audible.com, who helps us bring Earl Grey to you each week. Audible is a great way for you to read all of the books you've always wanted to read, but never thought you'd have time for. Audible is the premier source for audiobooks with more than 150,000 titles to choose from, and new titles coming every week. From classics to current bestsellers, and even some of the most famous Star Trek books, like Prime Directive, Federation, and Spock's World, Audible has something for everyone. As a Trek FM listener, you can get a free audiobook of your choice, along with a 30-day trial to see just how great Audible is. So give it a try today, catch up on all those classic Star Trek books you've yet to read, and that latest novel from your favorite author as well. Just go to audibletrial.com slash trekfm and sign up today. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash trekfm, and we thank Audible for supporting Earl Grey and all of Trek FM. And lastly, there's one more way you can directly help us keep Earl Grey coming to you each week, and that is for becoming a patron of Trek FM. By visiting www.patreon.com slash trekfm, you can choose among various pledge levels and receive rewards for becoming a Trek FM patron. These rewards let you inside the observation lounge of our network and make it possible for us to distribute all of our great content. So please become a Trek FM patron and visit www.patreon.com slash trekfm today. Oh, right. well, that actually that actually was a lot of fun. I'm glad that uh, glad that panned out. So, Daniel, if someone wants to talk to you about uh, your case of Irmotic syndrome, I mean, uh, uh, you how you like visiting data. Uh, that's what I was going to say. Uh, where where could they um, where where could they talk to you? Uh, they can find me on Twitter at Commander McDuff. That is uh, Commander Mac. No, oh, you sorry. need to change your Twitter name <laughs> Wait, right now, that, Daniel. Did that, did that Twitter account ever exist? Um, 
I remember it existing, so it must have existed. But, but why would he have two Twitter accounts? Like, that doesn't even make sense. Like, why would there be, <laughs> like, two accounts that look and have the same rank? But Anyways, uh, don't worry about that. And you can actually find me on Twitter at uh, OneUpDan. That is the number one, not the word. And, of course, you can find me every week here on Earl Grey. And, you know, Philip, if uh, you just really want to pen the novelization of Picard's memoirs, uh, you know, the abridged version for your dear Lord, uh, you know, where where could someone look, uh, uh, talk to you about that? Uh, well, you know, for my for my writing inspiration, I think the great novelist, Geordi LaForge, um, really is where I got my <laughs> how to do a protagonist. I mean, it's a little bit shaky, but the overall narrative I think you'll enjoy. Um, but you can find me on Twitter as well, and my handle is at NC Public Servant. That's NC for not crazy. Oh, so you, you're, yeah, you're a LaForge uh, fan. I'm more of a Jake Sisko reader. Oh, God. But he only wrote uh, those two books. <laughs> we never really got any more from him. Yeah, that was sad. You know, all good, uh, all good things. What, but, what about the uh, what about the doctor? Come on, guys. He wrote uh, like a well, thousand. Well, do you consider holographic novel? novel? We'll, we'll have to have that discussion about. I don't. I'm a purist. If it's not dead paper print matter, you know, I just don't. You I mean, mean bricks you with mean words? Bricks with bricks words. With yeah. words. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but if you want to talk to me about uh, how Darren found a way to succeed, talking about a list show of all of TNG and fit it into a reasonable time. You can talk to me on Twitter under username, Dr. Sci-Fi. That's D R S C I F I. I saw those air quotes, Phil, it's totally a reasonable time. Okay guys. Well, this was fun. It kind of just was a nice way of just looking at TNG through a, a crazy lens. But, uh, is this our Valentine with TNG? Well, it is almost like the uh, the the writers' board. You know, this is what it looked like. You know, as they're putting these thoughts together, like to anyone walking off the street, sci-fi is crazy. It's just it's just so strange. It's as if TNG season eight Twitter was written by all seven seasons. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, well, until the novels get you know uh, legendized, but uh, oh wait, well I'm gonna go maybe start another rewatch so I can just get this all straight because, you know, just, just uh, start from the beginning. That's, that's the best spot. Live long and prosper. Make it so. End game. Fire. Fire.